The views and opinions expressed in the following paid program are those of the host, callers, and guests, and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of this station, its management, or owners. Welcome to Straight Talk and Retirement. Your no-hype source for financial advice and making informed choices about your retirement plan. Get on the phone to talk today at 314-931-5877 or text your question to 84126. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBL Financial Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial Group. Now, here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, hello, St. Louis, and welcome to Straight Talk on Retirement. You're live and local, St. Louis's favorite financial call-in show. I'm Jeff Lapidus, president of JBL Financial Services. Our officer located in beautiful, hopefully it'll warm up soon, downtown Olivet, Missouri, I'm a 40-year veteran of the financial services area, a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager, and I'm joined by my crew, my oldest daughter, Erin Lapidus, who also is a fee-based financial planner and wealth manager, and her husband, Robert Markham, my son-in-law, who is our life insurance and fixed annuity sales specialist. Gang, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. We help our clients make smart choices about their money. The way we do that is by designing a game plan, a written step-by-step strategy, a real game plan that has several goals in mind. First is to preserve, protect, and prudently grow the assets our clients have taken their entire lifetimes to accumulate. Second is to deliver a reliable stream of income, one that they can count on, so they can do all the things they'd like to do during retirement. And third is cost-effectively addressing their health care needs, like helping individuals enroll in Medicare and choosing the right plan to couple with their Medicare coverage. And then when they're done enjoying their assets during their lifetime, we show them how to pass them on to the people they love, whether it's their spouses or children, grandchildren, churches, or charities, whoever it might be, without Uncle Sam or the tax courts taking a big bite out of their money. And as their wealth managers, Aaron and I watch their money every single day, to make sure they're staying on track. And that's why they call us the retirement coaches. Uh, Folks, again, good morning. Welcome to the show. We appreciate you tuning in this morning. We have a lot of fun topics to discuss today, but what's more important to us is what's on your mind. Our phone lines are open, and we'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. And while we're waiting for those calls as well as uh, texts to come in, we want to remind everybody that all of our clients are folks like you. They're our listeners. They're 55 and older. They would like to retire or they're already retired. As Aaron mentioned, our goal is to create a game plan for them so they can have a fun, financially successful retirement. And there are lots of ways that you can keep in touch with us during the week. That's right. Log on to our website, jblfinancial.com. In the upper right-hand corner, you can click on the Contact Us button, and you can ask us a question during the show. We'll try to get to it, 
request a coaching session, financial, Medicare, or both. Or if you just have a question that you'd like a little bit more information on, hit that button and we will get back to you within 24 hours. In the lower left-hand side of the screen, there's a pop-up box that appears that says sign up for our monthly newsletter. We call it the Coach's Corner, and we keep it updated for you every single month. We're happy to send that out by email, and you can also check the website for the last 6 to 12 months. And as this is the first Saturday of February, we have a brand new. We have a brand new Coach's Corner for February 2024. Some great articles you're going to want to peruse on there, the first one being Saving less, you aren't alone. U.S. personal savings rate was 3.8% in October 2023. This was far below the all-time high during the pandemic, which when you really give it a a thought for a moment, it kind of makes sense. You were locked in your house and the government sent you money. Of course, the savings (laughs) rate hit an all-time high. I definitely think uh, inflation plus the end of stimulus checks played a role in these current numbers. But it's a great article nonetheless. Certainly going to want to check that one out. The next one being How Savers and Spenders Can Agree. Spoiler alert by talking through their differences. You know, money <laughs> habits run deep, and many times they were formed uh, how you were raised. And savers tend to hate debt, spenders tend to be a bit more impulsive. It's important to talk through your differences. And a couple of quick questions you might ask. Your significant other, what does money represent? How comfortable are you with debt? What, if any, rules would you apply to new purchases? Only by talking through those differences can you agree on a plan. And our next article is key retirement tax numbers, key retirement and tax numbers for 2024. The annual gift tax exclusion for 2024 is $18,000 this year, up from $17,000 in 2023. The annual limits on contributions to your traditional and Roth IRAs is now $7,000, up from $6,500 last year. And employees participating in 401k plans can defer up to $23,000, up from $22,500 in 2023. And our last article is key meeting dates for the Federal Reserve. For those of you who like to keep uh, tabs on what the Fed is up to, uh, we have a nice little cheat sheet of dates there at the back of the newsletter so you can fully tune in when they are set to go with an announcement or a meeting date. Awesome. We call it the Coach's Corner. You can access it by logging on to our website, jblfinancial.com. You can also... Follow us on Facebook, JBL Financial, or on Twitter, JBL Financial. We try to uh, post meaningful, up-to-date articles there as well. Yeah, I think it's curious because we know the Fed just had a meeting on Wednesday, and they announced that uh, they weren't going to lower interest rates. Uh, And again, that's really in wake of some of the economic numbers they received. Uh, unemployment was up a little bit, but what's hit, but on the other side was hirings far, new hirings far um, exceeded what their expectations were. So the Fed's sort of in a push-pull here. Um, obviously, what they do with interest rates is going to have a significant impact on the economy. I know that they're, I think that they've said that they want to do three rate cuts during the year. When they come, how they come. Certainly, be something interesting to know, and having those dates um, 
certainly be something that would be maybe important for many folks. So I'm glad we were able to provide that information to them. Um, again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. And it seems as though we have our first text of the morning. And our texter writes, at what point in retirement is the most cost-effective is the most cost of way to draw funds from your Roth IRAs? Well, the first two and most important parts would be you need to be over 59 and a half to avoid the 10% penalty. And the Roth needs to also be in existence for five years in order to withdraw those funds without any taxes. That'd be the first jumping off point to consider. So five years and 59 and a half. Exactly. And then, I would say, and Dad, I you probably expound on this a little bit. We have tended to um, use client Roth dollars in a variety of ways, but usually they lean towards larger purchases, uh, home renovations, the buying a car, going on a large trip. So capital expenses above and beyond your normal income needs because that won't impact your tax bracket if we are pulling a substantial sum of money from your Roth account. Yes, and in many cases, what we have found is is that look, nobody likes to pay taxes. It's but it is basically the freight that you have to pay for accumulating money on a tax deferred basis during your lifetime through your retirement accounts. When we do get to situations where folks need to make major purchases, and major ones in many cases are replacing a deal, maybe doing some significant home renovations, or even purchasing a second home possibly helping somebody, uh, maybe a child or grandchild, regarding either paying off college educational expenses or actually helping them get into or helping them pay for uh, primary or secondary expenses. These can be uh, very expensive, especially if you're pulling money from currently from your retirement accounts from an income point of view. So having those tax-free dollars available to you um, can be very valuable. And as Aaron said, really, they're just sort of a second vault or, or reservoir of money that uh, we like to consider using and tapping. And it's kind of easy, uh, especially because many folks do, at least with our clients, um, we're trying to do tax planning during the entire year. So keeping those, as Aaron mentioned, those effective tax rates down by not making large distributions is certainly one way um, to achieve that. And actually, that kind of also leads us into our first uh, discussion of this morning. Except for we got to get to our next texter before we get to our first discussion. Amen. Let's do it. And our next texter writes, I got recently an email from my financial advisor, and in the email they were talking about uh, earning earning money from lending securities. So the way I understand it is I might have some securities that someone else would like to borrow and use for some other purpose. Can you take a few minutes to explain what that is about and how I would make money and how the person that borrowed the security and what they were doing with them? So uh, this was a marketing letter that you received, and so the fine print really wasn't included in it. What this is discussing is using your own securities to secure a loan for yourself. So 
Some broker-dealers have developed uh, lending programs using collateral from after-tax investments. So you can, unfortunately, you're not able to use your retirement plan assets, meaning IRAs or Roth IRAs, but trust accounts or joint accounts or individual accounts, um, if you have securities or investments held therein, your broker-dealer has created a, a lending program with multiple banks, most likely, for example, our broker-dealer works with three or four banks that will give you potentially a preferred interest rate to borrow money against your securities. So you can create a loan for yourself, which is where the income would be coming from. But unfortunately, you don't make money off of it so much as you're able to draw income, you're able to borrow money against your securities. Yeah, a couple of um, fine points, at least with the folks that we're dealing with. Um, number one is that the loan amount is determined um, in many ways based upon the type of assets that you have in these non-retirement accounts. So you don't, they won't permit you to, to borrow 100% against those. Uh, generally what happens is with stock funds or individual stocks, um, they may only offer you anywhere from 40 to 70%. Uh, fixed income instruments, because they're a little bit safer, they'll permit you to do that. And you do have some restrictions. Obviously, if those um, assets are collateral for a loan, then what occurs is that, um, you know, there are going to be some restrictions on how much of those securities that you can sell um, because they want to keep their loan collateral um, intact. The second thing is, is that at least with the folks that we're dealing with, um, they do offer a variety of loans. Um, In many cases, we're thinking about some type of a short-term borrowing situation where the money can easily be repaid within a short period of time. So it's almost like a bridge loan, if you want to think of it that way. But uh, there is, in many cases, an opportunity to where you can convert those loans to a fixed period loan, um, five, ten years, even sometimes uh, even a long-term loan. Uh, Maybe a 30-year loan is very similar to a mortgage. So some options and opportunities, just giving you an opportunity maybe to um, get your hands on money for a short-term basis without having to sell securities, um, generate cash, which could create in many cases either short-term or possibly long-term capital gains. And the other thing that this might help resolve is many people, you know, in retirement, if they're potentially looking to purchase a second home or purchase a home and then sell their current residence, are always considering taking distributions from their retirement accounts, but repaying them within that 60-day period. Using this alternative will give you a little bit more time uh, because it's not, you know, like my dad just said, it could be a bridge loan for a short period of time, but there doesn't have to be that 60-day absolute limit on returning those funds to your retirement account. So if you are looking for um, a more substantial down payment than what you've saved outside of your retirement accounts, this might be a good opportunity um, to use this alternative as opposed to borrowing taking distributions from your retirement accounts in the hopes that you'll be able to repay it within that 60-day window alleviating the tax consequences. Yes, and just one other thing I might mention is the amount of information that's required by the lender to provide you with funds is significantly less than um, what you have to go through under a normal uh, borrowing situation because they have the collateral that's there. 
Absolutely. And that could make and that could make the the loan a little bit more. You can also get a hold of the money on a little more timely basis. And the text line is very very hot this morning. Our next texter writes: I am an independent contractor. I pay very little for health insurance on the Affordable Care Act. Do I have to go on to Medicare when I turn sixty five, or can I stay on the Affordable Care Act? Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending upon the numbers or the math, you will need to elect Medicare. Um, if you don't elect Medicare and you know the um, healthcare.gov doesn't catch that, when you file your taxes next year, you're going to have to pay back the entire subsidy. Um, it's not a penalty, but it's just the difference between what you should have paid and didn't. And then in addition to that, you are going to disrupt your Medicare enrollment because the Affordable Care Act coverage is not considered as good or better than Medicare's coverage. Uh, Once you are eligible for Medicare, if you have individual health insurance, even if you are electing it through the Affordable Care Act, through the healthcare.gov website, you do want to elect your Medicare benefits to avoid any of those penalties or issues. And those are life uh, long penalties, aren't they? Uh, yes. So Medicare Part B penalty is for every year that you didn't take Medicare Part B uh, when you should have. There's a 10% penalty on the premium, and that is for life. Um, in addition to that, you'll have a Medicare Part D 1% penalty per month that you did not take it when you were eligible to. That is also for life. But the real issue is that Medicare Part B has its own open enrollment if you have missed your initial election period and you don't qualify for what's called a special election period due to a qualifying event. So if you miss your initial election period and you have no other reason that Medicare approves of to come on to Medicare, you're going to have to wait till January through March of the next year to enroll, and your coverage won't be effective until July. So in most cases, you are going to see that one percent that ten percent penalty on part b if you miss your initial election period definitely don't want to get penalized because that penalty will not go away and well, uh, I, I was going to say the only thing i would suggest to our texter is um it's good to grow up um what you'll probably find is is that medicare because it's covering 80 percent of uh covered charges is going to provide you with frankly more effective coverage and though you're paying a, you know, though you're making premiums after tax today, um, you'll find that Medicare is also extremely affordable. If you're enrolled in a Medicare um, Advantage plan, you're looking at premiums running, what is it, $174 a month right now for the Medicare Part B? That's exactly right. So you may see an increase in your monthly premium expenses, but in most cases, even with additional subsidies that are provided for out-of-pocket expenses, Medicare tends to be more affordable. Also, the networks are much larger with Medicare, not just with the Medicare Advantage plans, but also with the supplements as they are not network-based. So you'll probably have better access to coverage and find that you are paying less on you know, a services basis using Medicare using Medicare options. So it's not all negative. In fact, it might be positive. And huh. you'll get the extra benefits that we talk about all the time that um, you know most of the individual policies certainly don't include. Especially dental. Especially dental. Gotta love the dental. And our next texter writes, could you talk about the advantages and disadvantages of REITs? Suppose we are well diversified except for investing in in REITs. Is the idea of REITs for income if the market is down? 
better to is it better to invest in mutual fund or individual REIT stocks? This is incredible because, uh, Dad, we were just talking about REITs earlier this week uh, and the, some of the advantages and disadvantages of them. It's like we put it out into the into the atmosphere or something. Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, a couple of things about REITs. We you know again, REITs are real estate investment trusts. Um, the function and purpose of those was investing in different types, and you certainly can select the type of real estate property, whether it's um, commercial buildings, um, whether it's uh, memory care facilities, yeah. which would, um, to me would be a good one if, they you, also if have, you actually, oh sorry, if you could actually find one. Healthcare um, is another large. Um, sector of the REIT But the big deal about REITs here, at least what we have found in doing the research, is that Aaron and I have this philosophy that most folks already have created their own base of real estate, which is their home. And that can be a significant part of many folks' portfolio. But as you can imagine, the developers of the REITs, the people that are putting these properties together in a package, um, are really the ones that make most of the profits from these arrangements. Um, we know that REITs are required to um, pay out uh, the net, basically, income that they're receiving to you. And the average return on these REITs, assuming that they're actually alive, and they stay alive and they, the mortgages behind those securities don't fall under, should be running around around a 6% area. Um we're not big fans, again, because we know where the profits are in these. And we think that, um, again, if you're going to be looking at diversification rather than buying the stock of an individual company, you might want to be buying the actual REIT itself, which will have multiple, um, just multiple properties in there. And obviously, diversification is always a better way to go if you feel compelled to do so. Well, and also a few other drawbacks that you didn't mention, Dad, are most of the time these type of investments are relatively illiquid, which means you can't buy, you can't sell them whenever you'd like. You have to wait for what's called a redemption, and that's when the company that you've purchased the REIT through offers you the opportunity to sell your shares of the REIT. Uh, so you can be looking at a liquidity issue, and really, in addition to that, I think that... Um, Dad, kind of like you mentioned, if you already have real estate in your portfolio, if we think about how the market tracks, in many cases, when the housing market or the development market is down, the stock market is also down. So you do have some risk in terms of what returns you will be generating for income with these REITs. It's not guaranteed, just like dividends aren't necessarily guaranteed. Yeah, and the only other thing I would add that um... – Using a mutual fund is frankly not providing a whole lot more safety because if that mutual fund manager is seeing a significant amount of redemptions, they're obviously required to go out and um, deal with trying to raise cash. And this can have a, an extremely negative effect not on the returns, but also on the capital um, that's in these REITs. So, you know, diversification we think is important, but we think for most folks, you're really able to do that either through property you're controlling personally, whether it's a rental property, whether it's a building that you might own, uh, whether it's residential real estate. So um, maybe a little safer way to go. And our last texter for the moment, and I think Jeff is in a, this unique, one is for you. a unique position <laughs> to answer this one. Does retirement improve your golf game? No. 
<laughs> uh, pre- perfect practice improves your golf game. Uh, it's like, it's like anything else. If you have a record and it's scratched and you keep playing it, it doesn't get better. The more that you play it, sometimes the scratches become a little deeper and like anything else, uh, perfect practice makes perfect. But I would certainly say that, um, they say that, well, anyways, (laughs) the ability, the ability to play more is certainly can, and, and taking it uh, to that level certainly can be fun. But at the same time, um, we're not young like springtime anymore. So when you retire, you can't play golf every day. Frankly, I can't because and I'm not retired either, but I can't because uh, my hands, you know, I get, arth- get, a little, <laughs> get a little stiff after each round of golf. So uh, I think that the one couple things that I suggest to clients um, when they're, this is number one, if you're looking for maybe your, your, reward vacation maybe you might consider uh going somewhere and going to golf school uh, that way what you could do is beat some new habits um into your into your golf game as well as hit forty thousand balls get some expert instruction and do it in a place where uh you know if your spouse taking this school with you they don't have to actually witness all the frustration that you're going through learning new habits um and it's a fun thing to do. So uh, I would certainly consider, and I'm, I'm certainly doing this, is taking some lessons, um, having an expert look over your situation. Um, it's so easy to look from the, it's hard to look from the inside out. It's much easier to have a professional look at you and make some suggestions. And frankly, um, that's not all unlike that, retirement planning. No, it isn't. As I like to say, you know, if the greatest co- if the greatest athletes in the world have coaches, you should have one too. Hey, that's our, that's that, for the uh, next hour, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I think with that, don't stop the fabulous text questions. We've had some great ones so far to kick off the show this morning at eight four one two six. Or if you want to hear your voice on the radio, three one four nine three one five eight seven seven. Get those questions ready to go. We're gonna take our first break of this hour. We'll be right back after these messages. Martin Kilgood for AAA Home Services, a proud sponsor of Mizzou Hoops. For 54 years now, AAA Home Services has been a leader in selling and servicing American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning. Right now is the best time to buy a new system. Take advantage of the best rebates and offers of 2024. Also experts in plumbing, appliance repair, and electrical needs. 636-397-3200 for the best incentives on American Standard. Open six days a week online at aaastl.com. Call AAA. We're on our way. Let's go, Tigers. When you go and get your car washed, do you really care which car wash you go to? Yes, because not all car washes are created equal. Country Club Car Wash is the local family-owned and family-operated car wash since 1989. All these other ones that are popping up, they're all run by out-of-town hedge funds. Keep it local. Keep it great. Touchless car washes, no brushes, inside and out. Five area locations, Country Club Car Wash or cccwstl.com. This is Mariah, third generation at Newsetters Fine Jewelry. Buying an engagement ring can be intimidating. At Newsetters, we ensure a complete understanding of your purchase. We offer a choice in both lab and mine-grown diamonds and are able to work with any budget. Let our family help educate you on your choice at Big Ben and Doherty Ferry or at wowdiamonds.com. What makes SWIC your first choice? Is it our affordable tuition? 
convenient locations, and online classes. Or the advanced training options in technical education, health science, and more. Whatever it is, Southwestern Illinois College can train you for an exciting career or help you prepare for a university. Visit swic.edu and take a tour today. Did you know all the funding for the Salvation Army Adult Rehabilitation Center comes from sales at the five local Salvation Army thrift stores and the vehicle donation program? They receive no government funding, and the men aren't even charged for the six-month residential rehab work therapy program. With your donations and shopping at their stores, you're supporting those men who are rebuilding their lives. Visit satruck.org. That is satruck.org. Join your St. Louis Symphony Orchestra and music director Stefan Denev for Carmina Burana. This epic work delivers goosebumps with its songs of joy, love, and celebration. Experience Stefan's Trilogy of Fate, featuring evocative music by Arvo Pert, Lara Auerbach, and Richard Wagner. February 17th and 18th at Stiefel Theater. Tickets at slso.org. This is Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, that you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email, jeff at jblfinancial.com, to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back to the show. It's 934 here on the Big 550 KTRS, Talk Radio St. Louis. Our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84 84- one two six from the text line, um, baby. We may have some folks that are holding, but I'd like to, if, if you'll permit me, to go back um, to our last texter that was asking about golf. <laughs> By all means. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to talk about my golf game because um, you know my golf game is Ray Golf. Sometimes Ray Floyd, sometimes Ray Charles. You just you know you don't know who's going to show up. But you know, interestingly enough, um, golf really does emulate life. Uh, you know, each day you get up, you're feeling good. You're not feeling good. You have things on your mind, etc. You don't have things on your mind. The course conditions are different. The weather changes. Um, it could rain. It could be windy. Uh, you obviously don't want to play in the lightning. That's a good thing to do. You can take that advice. But sometimes things go well, sometimes that they don't. And frankly, um, it's that change and adapting to change Um the ability, I think, to be able to really look and say, hey, where, where are the flaws in my swing? Or uh, in my approach to the game, really, that puts you in a position where you can make some good and valuable decisions. And hopefully, uh, learning from those decisions um, will help you improve your game. And frankly, that's why um, I think that having a coach, um, having someone to assist you to look from the outside in to say, okay, this is what I see. Have you considered this, this, or that? What is a game plan that we can create to 
put you onto a road of improvement if that's something that you want to do, um, or to enjoy the you know the the beverages you're consuming while you're out on the golf course. So maybe that's maybe that's a game plan in itself. But uh, <laughs> life changes, and frankly, you know we change age wise, we change physically, and the conditions are always changing. So um, it's good to have a touchstone. It's good to have a I think to have a coach, and you know what, if you really want to improve, you want to get to where you want to go. Um, sometimes it's very difficult to do it on your own. And you all that would have thought that, that was a, you would have thought that that text was fake, but no, that was a real text that keyed that, that teed that whole thing off. Well, that sounds fun. Again, <laughs> our phone lines are open. Our phone lines are open. <laughs> Dad, you broke up there for a moment. So our phone lines are open, 314-931-5877, or send us a text, 84126 from the text line. But while we're waiting while for we're more waiting, of your excellent texts. Let's get into our first topic of the day. How much should be in your vault, and where do you get it? During a recent coaching session with Joe and Sally, we had a discussion about the importance of having an emergency vault and how to fund it. Like many people, they love having liquid capital on hand. Who doesn't? But we're concerned about having, about not having too much. How about having too much? You know, sometimes people feel like if they've got cash sitting around, it should be at work somewhere. And sometimes, if you don't have cash, that's that's working. You feel like you don't have enough of it in case of an emergency coming up. Exactly, it's a a a fine line. Exactly. So, how much should be in your vault? Say vaults, plural. You could have multiple vaults for multiple purposes. Sure. So you know, really, there is no right answer here. The answer really is how much do you feel that you need in liquid cash, um, so you can sleep at night. So you know, you feel comfortable that if an emergency arose or you needed a little extra cash that you had an easy place to grab it from and it wouldn't feel like you were upsetting the rest of your investments or the rest of your plan. Yeah, we, we kind of call it, think of that as the inner vault. The outer vault is, uh, do you have specific either cap, I call them capital consumption, um, goals that are there? What money do you feel like you need to dedicate and that you're going to be spending in the next 12 months? Um, prudently, we know that that money should be available in cash. It's easily accessible. And in many cases, what we're talking about, it could be things like um, maybe a college tuition payment for a child is coming up or a grandchild. Uh, maybe you're looking at liquidating a debt, which will obviously like a home, which will free up other cash flow in the future. And possibly you may want to be looking at some other maybe home improvements or going to golf school. Woo-hoo. Right. So the real question is, it's great to know if you have a number in mind, but where do you get the money if you don't already have your vault in place? What are the sources by which you can draw from to fund that vault? Uh, so the first thing to consider, especially in the in a, in a market like we've had, is potentially taking profits from your after-tax accounts, or sometimes we refer to those as non-retirement accounts. Uh, this would be an opportunity for you to rebalance, take some gains, and you may even have the opportunity to offset some of those gains with 
uh, some losses. Oftentimes, people refer to that as tax harvesting. So if you have a few securities that have appreciated nicely and maybe a few that haven't appreciated as well, you may not be able to entirely offset those gains, but you may be able to reduce your tax liability by making a sale or two of some less appreciated or potentially unappreciated securities. You know, it's interesting because, um, and the other options we'll talk about are ones that are like, hey, these are easy, but it takes a little dedication, a little thought. Um, number one would be maybe what you're doing is increasing and dedicating some of your savings um, from your current net pay. That would be something. if you haven't retired yet, I guess. Yeah, exactly. The other thing would be is that in Joe and Sally's case, um, since they are retired, maybe what we're doing is we're increasing their monthly distributions. Um, and actually them having dedicating that extra after-tax money into their savings to build that vault because it isn't unusual for us to see that for many folks, um, anywhere from 70 to 90% of their assets are actually inside of retirement accounts. They've been good savers, um, and they've been rewarded by being long-term investors. But pulling some of that money is necessary now to create some liquidity outside. You also might consider if you are still working, and this has happened with quite a few individuals that are in the preparation stages of retirement. They haven't officially retired yet. If we've determined that based on your income needs and the assets that you have already accumulated in your retirement accounts, it may be time to turn down those retirement plan contributions. We never want to go lower than your employer match because you want to take advantage of what we like to call the free money or also what you might consider as part of your compensation. You don't want to miss out on that. So turning your contributions down to meet the employer match and then taking the rest of those funds home and dedicating that to your savings. And in some cases, what we've seen is that folks are looking for, in some cases, to create a bridge between the day that they retire and when they want to start beginning to really withdraw money on a permanent basis to replace part of their income. So doing that, stopping those distributions now while they're working taking that after-tax money, dedicating it into their savings um, can create that, that if you want to think about that mattress or that cushion um, of dollars so that they can then make that transition. And then finally, um, for those folks that are grown-ups, um, at this point, age 73 or older, um, you're subject to required minimum distributions from those retirement accounts. In many cases, um, you may not be needing um, those distributions for income purposes, but it's a great way for you to then take that money, uh, put it aside, uh, and have it beginning to grow also on an after-tax basis. So you really have created a little bit more liquidity for yourself. Um, and the final one would be Roth IRAs. Um, again, as we talked a little bit earlier, um, your Roth IRA really is, an, is a pool as long as it's been there for five years. You're over 59 and a half can be another pool of assets available to you, which you can then get your hands on. Um, And for many of our clients, they really do look at that as their vault. Right, or their their inner vault. Yes, their inner vault. I love that concept, the inner vault, outer vault. Yeah. Well, every we like to consider that every asset has a function um, in your portfolio, and that really goes back to the question of do I have too much in savings versus not enough? And once you've come to a number that you feel comfortable with, even if it sounds high, 
not every asset is performing the same function. So if having a slightly higher vault, be it inner or outer vault, whatever you would consider it, or the entire vault together is slightly higher, if that gives you comfort, then that asset is performing the function that it needs to perform as long as you aren't away from the other functions of your portfolio. And that's definitely something that you would want to chat with, um, have a chat with about your uh, investment advisor professional to uh, make sure that you're still at a proper balance. But like I said, in my opinion, not every asset has to run as quickly as another because they don't all perform the same function in your portfolio. And if your vault is uh, reducing your anxiety and you're able to sleep at night, I would argue that it it is working. It's just working in a different way. Exactly. You know, the, the only thing I would just add to this conversation is that Many times um, this question comes up because folks have been, they actually have accumulated a significant amount of after-tax assets and they're not really happy with the rate of return that they're receiving on their savings. Again, what you want to consider here is the shorter the time period you have to access that money in general, the less amount of interest you're going to be earning. So for many folks, it may be just be a situation where they're saying, you know what, forget passbook savings. I'm getting less than 1%. Maybe what I'm doing is I'm even segregating some of that savings into either high, more higher yielding money market accounts, which are liquid, but at the same time, if they're not with the same financial institution, you know, there could be a couple of different, you know, a couple of days of difference between accessing that money and it being available to you. Anywhere to uh, to CDs, and so planning for those maturities also makes a lot of sense, especially when we're looking at timing for those payments or assets that we're going to be using um, in the outer vault. As an example, you know, if matching the maturity, if you know that you know you're going to be starting this, uh, let's say it's a a vacation or possibly a project. Well, it's going to happen in six to eight months. Well, maybe it makes sense to maybe take some of that money and put it into possibly like a short-term certificate deposit that will mature at the time that um, the money is needed so that you're really maximizing the amount of interest available from that investment. And we have a texter that is uh, perfectly positioned for our conversation. Should your vault be actual cash that you have in your home or should it be in a bank such as a savings account? I would first say that you want the majority of your vault to be at a bank. Um, it, like my dad mentioned, there's a lot of different opportunities that bank op- banks offer you that are FDIC-insured, CDs, money market accounts, checking and savings accounts. Now, obviously, though, don't earn nearly the interest that the other two options do, but they have, uh, you know, they're easily and quickly accessible, completely liquid. I mean, if you had like a little strong box in your house and you had, you know, a couple thousand dollars in there, that that could be useful. Oh, absolutely. I was I was actually going to say that, which is you, you might consider having some actual physical cash in your home, but you do want to make sure that it's secure, not from theft, but from flood, from fire, you want to have it protected. Um, from so, the elements, exactly. just from time. Yeah. So, yes. so, so in other words, you're saying is, is that we're not talking about cash in your sock drawer. Correct. You want to put it somewhere where it's not just safe from the cleaning lady potentially coming through or maybe a ingenuity, a, a, a clever child, but also from any elements because you wouldn't want that to – 
you know, burn up in the fire, unfortunately. Nice fireproof, strong box. Sure. Can never, never goes bad. You know, we have quite a few text questions on deck, so I think it makes sense for us to take our second break of this hour. When we get back, we are going to answer every single one before the 10 o'clock hour begins. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. The opinions you hear on KTRS are those of the host, callers, and guests, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or owners. If you have comments or suggestions, contact us at KTRS.com. Thanks for listening. So you say you crave choices. Have you seen the Cafe Appliance line? Commercial style ranges, unique food storage options, plus quiet, convenient cleanup. With an abundance of features, plus finishes like white or black matte and stainless steel. And now you can get six different beautiful hardware options. Just as your style evolves, your rooms do too. From changing out throw pillows to adding new art, your home is your canvas. Satisfy your appliance cravings with the cafe line at any of the appliance discounted showrooms. Where, as always... Our savings are your savings. Join us for a fantastical journey at St. Louis Union Station. Board the St. Louis wheel soaring 200 feet into the air all year round. The St. Louis Aquarium at Union Station lets you explore the world's great waterways and over 10,000 amazing creatures. Swing from the ropes course high over the aquarium and get lost in our mirror maze. It's all here at St. Louis Union Station, where the journey is like no other. Plan your visit at stlouisunionstation.com. St. Louis Union Station. See where it takes you. No better place and no better time to start saving than Neighbors Credit Union. You'll find great rates and flexible terms at Neighbors. You'll also find terrific CD specials. Best of all, your savings are safe, secure, and insured at Neighbors Credit Union up to $500,000 per individual member. It's super easy to open up an account at Neighbors Credit Union. Stop by one of their eight area branches or visit the website neighborscu.org. That's neighborscu.org. Federally insured by NCUA. Additional insurance by ESI. Welcome to Pizza World, your hometown pizza. Located on Olive Boulevard, just west of 270, and in Shrewsbury off Murdoch Avenue. Pizza World delivers the finest flavors of gourmet pizzas. Chicken Alfredo, Texas Barbecue, Spicy Thai, and the Pizza World signature gourmet apodanza. See the entire menu at pizzaworldonline.com. For office meetings, family get-togethers, or watch parties, call Pizza World. The finest flavors of gourmet pizza, pastas, and salad. Pizza World. Are you worried about your budget for your new kitchen or bathroom? Call me, Anne-Marie Bogus, the co-host of the Inside Out Show on the Big 550 and owner and designer of Anne-Marie Design Studio. Visit our website, annemariestudio.com, where you can use our budget calculator tool to see a preliminary breakdown for your project. See how we can transform your old drab kitchen or bath into the envy of your neighborhood at Amory Design Studio in Wildwood. Visit our website, amorystudio.com. Diana from Newstetter's Fine Jewelers here to remind you, we don't just offer the best pieces, we offer one of the last master hand engravers in our country. My father can create timeless, personal, and unforgettable pieces. Come by our showroom at the corner of Big Ben and Doherty Ferry or learn more online at wowdiamonds.com. I am Cassidy Caldwell, the CEO of Stray Rescue of St. Louis, and I'm inviting you to join me for the Rescue Rewind radio show. This Sunday afternoon at 5 on the Big 550. KTRS. This is Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. 
That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email at Aaron at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Now, back to Straight Talk on Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, hour number one is flying by. It's great with your phone calls and texts, 314-931-5877 or 84 one two six from the already full text line. Yeah, they're hot and heavy this morning. And our next texter writes, "I am a Missouri resident, and I am on Medicare A and B with a supplemental G plan through Anthem. I am moving permanently to Marin County, California. Congratulations! What are the Medicare rules associated with moving to a different state? Thank you. We know Marin County very well. What a beautiful spot to move to. Congratulations, just like Rob said. The great thing is you get a special election as soon as you change your residence from Missouri to California. You're going to be able to, and maybe this is positive or not, uh, choose all over again your Medicare selection for either a supplement or a Medicare Advantage plan. If you know already that you just want to stick with what you have, you want to call Anthem. Let them know that you are moving to Marin County. Give them your zip code. They will let you know what your new premium is and if they offer coverage for you there. If they do not, you'll be able to select another carrier that offers Plan G in your area. But I would recommend just for the exercise, since it doesn't cost you anything, to take a look again at the Medicare Advantage options that you might have available to you um, out in California since you get the opportunity to choose again no pre-existing conditions yeah, we, we love marin county it's just such a such a beautiful area definitely when you go there hopefully you're going you're going to be near sausalito just really fun it is okie doke and our next texter writes is a person who is single never been married and has not contributed to social security eligible to participate in medicare Well, you are eligible to participate in Medicare, but Medicare Part A will have a premium associated with it for you. Um, I will get back to you in the next hour when we're chatting about Medicare, um, what the Medicare Part A monthly premium is. So you would be able to access Medicare. However, it's going to be relatively costly. So you'll have the opportunity to make a decision if you want to keep private coverage or if you want to join Medicare. Since you wouldn't be required to participate as you technically um, didn't pay into it. Gotcha. Interesting. And our last texter. For the hour writes, I'm 71, I have some rental income, and I'm collecting Social Security. I'm on my wife's medical plan. I was told I didn't have to let Medicare know. Is this correct? If your wife is working for an employer that has more than 20 employees, then yes, that is correct. You do not have to let Medicare know. They know who you are. They know how old you are. And when you're ready to elect Medicare, you will be able to use a special election. And the cool thing about Medicare, it's really cool, is that they're the only type of insurance that allows for voluntary disenrollment to be considered a special election. So that means that if your wife's plan 
isn't as desirable as it has been in the past. And we're going to actually talk a little bit about that um, during our next segment. Or if you just decide you want to join Medicare and you want to jump off your wife's coverage, you can voluntarily leave your wife's employer's plan at any point, use a special election to elect Medicare, or you can simply wait until your wife retires and loses coverage. You'll both be able to, if your wife is 65 as well, uh, join Medicare using a special election at that time. So you don't have to inform Medicare as long as you have uh, a plan that covers more than 20 employees. You know, I think it's interesting here because we are going to be talking about this in the next hour, but it really is an algebra problem. Uh, Many times we see that uh, a spousal coverage uh, may increase to a point where uh, Medicare Part B premiums make a little bit more sense. Uh, It's even possible you may be able to reduce or eliminate deductibles. And so uh, this is an exercise that you really should go through and, frankly, is one that um, we do very often for new and prospective clients. Um, with using our Medicare inter- inside coach, uh, Frank Ellis. And what's fun is, is that um, we're aware of how to do this because um, we've been involved in the group health insurance market for companies um, for over 30 years. And there's another factor, which is that after, after the Affordable Care Act was introduced, there were quite a few employers that added a surcharge to have your spouse on the policy because health insurance premiums had increased pretty rapidly for businesses. So many say if you have access to qualified coverage somewhere else, either through your own employer or through Medicare, that they will charge an additional tax or it's not really a tax, an additional premium on top of what the insurance company is charging for the pleasure of being on the policy. So you want to make sure that there's nothing like that on your wife's policy so you're not paying extra when you could uh, potentially pay a little bit less and join Medicare. There you go. Um, Again, our phone lines are open. We'd love to hear from you in the last minute or so of this hour. Don't touch that dial because we will be on again for hour number two, which will kick off our Medicare segment at 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the text line. Or if you're interested, you can always give us a call, set up a coasting session at 314-863-0008 or send us an email, Aaron or Jeff at jblfinancial.com or go to our website, jblfinancial.com and hit the contact us section and we'll be right back I believe um, for hour number two well I guess we're going to have to just hang out for a couple more seconds because you're about 50 seconds early my man Um, do we we have one more text question that we can hop to probably not because we've only got about 30 seconds left dad how is the I hear that the weather is turning terrible in California, and I think all of our St. Louis listeners would like to hear that you are going to go through a little bit of misery next week. Well, I'm going to be going through a lot of misery because once it rains out here, it pours. So, again, um, I'm glad your weather is uh, is improved, just like our show's improved. And we'll be right back. Smart choices for your money. It's Great Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back to our number two of Straight Talk on Retirement here on the Big 550 KTRS. We love to kick off this hour with our smart choices about your health care segment this week. 
I know, Rob, you and Aaron have something fun to discuss. We absolutely do. But before we get to that, I want to go back quickly. I said that I would find out what the Medicare Part A premium is for individuals that either do not meet the requirement to have Part A covered or are short of the requirement to have Part A covered. So you'll pay between $278 and $505 a month, depending upon how many covered quarters you have accrued um, into Medicare. So you are eligible to access it, but unfortunately, unlike most people who have paid into Medicare during their working career that have Part A covered and were only looking at paying Part B premium, you would have Part A and B premium to cover. Well, right. it still doesn't, even if it's $505 and you pay the Medicare Part B premium, so you're close to $700 a month, you're still getting the benefit of the Medicare benefits, which could be superior to private coverage for the same or substantially more premium with less benefit. So it's not great, but it's not the worst. It stings. It stings, yeah. yes, a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about Buzz. Buzz. And Buzz came into our offices, and he said he was going to be turning 65 in May this year, already retired, but working part-time for the same company. We're seeing a lot of that these days. And they want him to continue to work part-time, and they will continue paying Buzz's insurance premiums. So Buzz had some questions, the first one being, does Buzz have to come on to Medicare right away? If he does decide to come on to Medicare, will his pre-existing conditions determine how much he pays for Medicare? And, you know, we asked Buzz about his pre-existing conditions, and he mentioned he had hit his deductible and max out-of-pocket the last three years in a row due to health complications. His deductible was $3,000, and his max out-of-pocket was $6,000. His monthly premium was $180, and his company was paying for him. Well, that's fantastic that the company was paying that $180 a month for him. But it does sound like um, he's got some pretty high out-of-pocket medical expenses. And that's why it's always important, like my dad says, to do the math on what makes the most sense in your situation. But let's go back to Buzz's first question. Does Does he have to come on to Medicare right away? No. Sometimes it may make sense to keep your current insurance companies, your current insurance, depending upon the situation. So depending upon the premiums, as well as the benefits that you are receiving, you may decide to stay with your employer-based plan. But like we mentioned in the last hour, you want to make sure that your employer has more than 20 employees. So that way you know that your coverage is considered as good or better than Medicare's. So you are eligible to stay on your employer-sponsored plan without running into any Penalties. Uh, penalties or enrollment issues. And his next question was, does his pre-existing conditions, will they determine how much he pays? So, no. It will not determine how much you pay in premium for anything that you select as long as you do so in a timely manner. Your Medicare Part B premium, the base premium is $174.70 a month. If you select a supplement that's going to be age and community, which is your location rated, it has there are no health questions on your 
application. If you elect a Medicare Advantage plan and you elect a zero premium plan, they cannot rate you up or charge you anything based on any past medical history. In fact, you'll see when you fill out the application with an individual that you're working with, they ask you absolutely no health questions whatsoever because they are not allowed to. But when we talk about pre-existing conditions determining how much you'll pay, if you already know that you have medical conditions that have costs associated with them, which means you need to consume care, that's something that we want to factor in because you are going to pay for them one way or the other, either through premium using a supplement or uh, in out-of-pocket expenses with a Medicare Advantage plan. So it sounds like it makes sense for Buzz to come on to Medicare rather than have his employer pay his premiums while he is stuck paying his deductible and reaching his maximum out-of-pocket every year. Well, let's do the math. So we said Medicare Part B is going to be $174 a month. So call that $2,100 for the year, just under. Just under $2,100 a year. If we elected a Medicare Advantage plan that has a zero premium, but as we've talked about in the past, many of these HMO-style Medicare Advantage plans have maximum out-of-pockets closer to $2,000 a year, so $2,400. They have no deductibles associated with them, so that means from the day that Buzz starts his coverage, he will have access to co-pays and co-insurance versus having to pay up to a certain dollar amount in his previous case. He was paying out-of-pocket $3,000 with the protection of contracted rates but no additional benefits until he paid $3,000, and then he got into the insurance company's pocket. Medicare Advantage is going to give you first-dollar coverage is what we like to call it. So it's it's basically an algebra problem, and in in his case, the Medicare Part B premiums are $2,100. His Medicare Medicare Advantage max out-of-pocket is another $2,400, so that leaves us with a $4,500 uh, bill compared to the six thousand he was pay- he was paying. That's exactly right. So even in the worst case scenario, and every year isn't going to be the worst year of Buzz's life. I mean, I know the last three years he hit his max out of pocket, but it's uh, I don't, I'm not going to say it's unreasonable, but I mean it's certainly reasonable to think that maybe a couple of these years coming forward he won't he won't do that won't replicate itself every year. That's true, and also because. M- because Medicare Part A and B cover 80% of your Medicare ex- of your medical expenses, the Medicare Advantage plan and yourself are only there covering cost sharing to cover the last 20%, which means that there is a possibility that even if Buzz had a similar similar year to the previous 3, he's still saving money. He's still saving money, but he might not even hit his maximum out of pocket on the Medicare Advantage plan. It just depends upon what type of services and how often he is consuming them. You know, we didn't go into the nuts and bolts with him of that because the straight math worked just as well. But, you know, there are other things that we're leaving out that Buzz is paying for out of pocket. Dental. Dental, vision. Um, If Buzz happened to possibly need hearing assistance, hearing aids have uh, coverage with Medicare Advantage plans. We've talked really extensively about the -the over-the-counter benefit that's available. So if we add all of those things up over the course of the year, we may see that Buzz is not only saving money strictly on medical expenses, but he's he's getting a whole bunch of peripheral benefits associated with the Medicare Advantage plans that aren't uh, offered. That's right. And that most people don't even consider expenses because you just pay them through normal cash flow, especially since Buzz is working part time. He's got money coming in. So maybe he feels like, you know, he's just paying co-pays, paying for Zyrtec or whatever he's getting at the grocery store or at the at the um, 
at the supermarket and not even considering that as expenses that are accumulating towards his medical expenses, Medicare Advantage plans can really potentially help you lower all of those expenses. Excellent. Yeah, these are these are important discussions that I know Aaron, you and, and Frank and Rob are having all the time with clients because this is such a key component to um, to cash flow and really maybe moving to uh, to Medicare could put Buzz in a position where he's got more dollars that are available to him. And at the same time, if he does, maybe he doesn't have to work as much or um, he can dedicate some of those dollars to things that are fun, not to paying the doctors. And we also recommended to Buzz that he might go back to his employer and say, hey, since you're not paying my $180 a month, maybe I get a little bit of a pay increase. Maybe you just give me that money. Right. How about that? Take it, let me take it home. Exactly. And who knows, with Buzz's situation, since he is a retired, um, or I'm sorry, he's still actively at work, um, now he's got some extra dollars that he can still put into a qualified retirement plan, get some tax deductions, and make that savings actually tax deductible. <laughs> Which would mean that if his savings was tax deductible, that even though he's paying Medicare premiums after tax, it could work out to almost the exact same dollar in terms of what he is paying. Sounds like fun. Again, these are these are important um, algebra problems to figure out. Everybody's unique. And, you know, having a coaching session with Frank um, certainly could put you in a position, we think, to make some good decisions over long haul. And frankly, that's what we're doing um, we're, we're literally in almost every coaching session we're having, the financial coaching session we're having with clients. Because being able to answer some of these questions um, puts them in a position where their financial game plan really can take better shape. Exactly. Uh, Medical expenses happen. We've seen statistically that medical expenses tend to be one of the top concerns for individuals heading into retirement. And if we're able to quantify what those expenses are on a monthly basis, work them back into your cash flow game plan, oftentimes it gives people quite a bit of comfort in knowing that not they have the resources and their coverage is going to be there working together to ensure that you know they're not going to see bankruptcy due to medical costs or health insurance expense. Absolutely. I thought what was cool with Buzz is that he really can reduce his actual maximum out of pocket in terms of what he's spending, even in the worst year. So it's good. Yep. Absolutely. And we've got a heating up text line, and our next texter writes, and a great question, if you had an extra $100,000, would you throw it into a CD or a money market account for five years or buy good dividend-paying company stock? A which would give you which do you think would give a better return so first unfortunately we cannot directly compare cd's money market accounts and company and you know dividend paying stocks as they are quite different types of investments um it's also going to be dependent i you mentioned that it's an extra 100,000 so i guess that leads us to your portfolio is already well balanced and you have the cash flow that you need from it excluding this $100,000 uh, the first thing I, I'll kick it off and Dad let you chime in here, which is, you know, the money market account is not a fixed rate. That rate's going to float with essentially what the Federal Reserve decides to do with interest rates. We saw them rise rapidly over the last several years. But if we see 
pauses or cuts in rates, we are going to see that rate start to trend downward. So you're not going to necessarily see a guarantee. In fact, you won't see a guarantee on what a money market account is going to do. Yes. Um, I, I really, my first question to the, to the texture would be, uh, do you see the need for any of this capital within the next five years? Um, if you do see a need and you do plan to consume some of this money, then really that would be part of what I, we called earlier this morning, the outer vault. Uh, we would want it to, if we were buying some fixed income securities, either to balance your portfolio or if it's something you want to protect from risk, we want to match the maturities of those CDs if we were to do that um, with that particular qualifying event. Dividend paying stocks can be very valuable because they create an income flow and they have the potential for capital appreciation, but they also have the potential to go the other way. Uh, we saw during the pandemic and other times um, in the last 20 years that uh, in many cases, companies have reduced their dividend payout. And in, also, as we know, the markets go up and down, uh, the price of those securities aren't fixed. So depending on, again, as Aaron was mentioning, your portfolio, where does how will adding stocks or stock funds or dividend paying stock funds uh, in your portfolio affect your asset allocation, and also timing. Those are the two really key important factors that you need to consider. And frankly, would be a very good conversation to have with your financial advisor if you have one. If not, you know what to do. There are a lot of good ones that are out there, so I would certainly uh, seek some advice. The one other thing that I would add here is if this is truly an extra 100000 then most likely we're not looking to generate income from it. So i might consider shying away from the dividend paying stocks because you're going to be return isn't necessarily the only thing you want to consider i mean dad you mentioned liquidity the other thing would be taxation if you don't need the dividends to make your income work or you don't want the extra income that potentially dividends could provide why pay taxes on that maybe you're looking at um securities that have um the potential to appreciate versus pay dividends so you can see appreciation without necessarily having tax consequences associated with it. And I would just add that, you know, five years is not an ins- insignificant amount of time. You think about where we were five years ago, it seems like a, a like a lifetime ago. So you may, uh, another option may be just to, you know, put together a portfolio that meets your risk tolerances. And if you really don't need the money for five years, you probably, uh, stands the reason you can capture some some decent gains sure yeah i would just add one other thing here and this is a question that we're often asked by um our clients that are, are older um they're looking for you know they have they have extra funds a lot of times this could be accumulations of requirement and distributions and one thing that we suggest that they consider is not necessarily investing for them, but maybe investing for others that might be receiving these funds sometimes, and hopefully not soon, but in the future. Investing for those kids, investing for those grandchildren um, with growth, investing in things that they would be invested in as compared to things that you might consider investing in um, because of risk might make some sense because they have a longer time horizon than you do. So as you mentioned, honey, the taxation issue, do I really want to pay taxes on dividends um, at this particular moment, especially if I'm not going to consume the income? 
that they're having CDs the same way, uh, maybe you should be looking to invest for growth. So, you know, liquidity, um, consumption, where it sits in your portfolio, these are all important um, things to consider. And there's just no one good answer to that. And we've got one more Medicare text question on deck. And our next texter writes, regarding Medicare, can you switch every year from a supplement to an Advantage plan, or are you locked in once you sign up? Yes and no. (laughs) So Maybe. Right. (laughs) Medicare Advantage plans allow you to switch Medicare Advantage plans every year during open enrollment. You can switch type of Medicare Advantage plan, so HMO, PPO, or you can switch companies. So you can go from Aetna to Essence to United Healthcare every year during open enrollment without medical underwriting. Medicare Advantage plans also give you what's called a free look the first year that you were enrolled in a Medicare Advantage plan. So that could be the first year you were on Medicare or 10 years down the line when you want to try Medicare Advantage plans out for the first time. You have essentially 365 days to decide if you like it. If you like Medicare Advantage, then you'll stay in Medicare Advantage unless you go through medical underwriting to get into or go back to your original supplement. So you're not locked into Medicare Advantage, but there is a hurdle after the one year that you have been on it to get into a supplement again or to try a supplement for the first time. With the supplemental policies, you... If you live in the state of Missouri, you have the opportunity to switch your supplement company every year on the anniversary date of your policy. So that means that if you, like our, a previous texter, I'll just use this example, have Anthem Plan G. Every year in the month that you elected your Medicare benefits to begin, you can switch from Anthem to United to Aetna to any other supplemental company that offers Plan G without medical underwriting. You also have the opportunity every single open enrollment to join Medicare Advantage plans without any medical underwriting. So there are a few key limitations that you want to keep in mind, but in my opinion, you are never locked into what you have. And then the final thing I would note is that if you are rejected from a supplement, let's say you tried to get back into a supplement using medical underwriting, that doesn't mean you have nothing. That just means that you're going to stay on the Medicare Advantage plan side of things, and that isn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe what that means is you need to find a Medicare Advantage plan that fits your needs better than what you currently have. So you're always going to have access to coverage. It'll just be There are just a few nuances that you want to keep in mind when you are making your decision. Not easy to do on your own. It's always good to get some help. Absolutely. And the the nice part about it is is that if you're working with a professional in this area, it doesn't cost you to visit with them because Medicare doesn't doesn't permit charges. They get paid when they help you, assist you in uh, securing coverage by that insurance company. And frankly, they receive a renewal income each year as you continue to renew that contract. So does it cost you anything? No. What? What, where the costs come in, and this happens with most things, it isn't what you know, it's what you don't know. And this was a great question because um, a lot of folks don't understand the rules. They're not supposed to. That's right. 
and I think we should let's take our first break of the 10 o'clock hour and when we get back we have a few more text questions on deck and we even have a few things that we thought we'd like to chat about so don't touch that dial we'll be back with more straight talk on retirement after these messages the IRS definitely ramped up operations since the pandemic slowed them down, and activity only increases from here. Hi, this is Landstory with the Landstory Law Firm. If you're currently under audit or you haven't paid your taxes in the past, now's the time to call the Landstory Law Firm. The IRS has a published Taxpayer Bill of Rights, which says you have the right to retain legal representation. Because IRS problems are legal problems, and the Landstory Law Firm focuses specifically on addressing IRS issues for our clients. It's all we do. We get out in front of the IRS, devise the best resolution plan, and work to make sure you're able to take advantage of every program you're qualified to receive. So before you send money to some out-of-town, high-pressure company, call the Landstory Law Firm. We're local, located right here in St. Louis. Our Visit Lance, D-R-U-R-Y Law.com to schedule your free consultation with your local tax resolution law firm, the Landstory Law Firm, 314-260-6120. The choice of a lawyer is an important decision and should not be based solely upon advertisements. This is Jeff Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, that you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314-863-0008. That's 314-863-0008. Or send me an email, jeff at jblfinancial.com, to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Straight Talk and Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, our number two is slowly, or actually I say quickly, going by. We're about halfway done. We'd love to hear from you. 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the hot and heavy. KTRS tax line. We have a serious social social security question on deck. My wife is 64 and I'm 68. We're both retired but not have st- but have not started our social security benefits yet. My wife's benefit is $1000, but her spousal benefit based on my income is $1600. If she starts now, her the, the spousal benefit, her benefit will be reduced by 15%, so she'll get $850 per month. Let's say she starts the spousal benefit when she reaches her normal her retirement age. Will she get the additional $600 with no reduction, so her total would be $1,450? And does her starting early affect her survivor benefit if I die? Honey, can I, get, can I do a sound effect here? Yes. So unfortunately, I did the math. Well, no, fortunately, because your wife is so young, she was born after 1954, which means whatever benefit she elects first is now her benefit. She cannot switch over to other benefits, nor will her benefit be adjusted when you begin taking your benefit or when you or if she tries to switch to another benefit. So. The benefit she elects when she first elects is going to be the one she's locked into. If you have made the decision that the spousal benefit is the better option, so waiting a few more years to get for your wife to get to her normal retirement age, 
you will have to be electing your Social Security benefit, which based on the age differential, you'll be over 70 at that point. So you'll have taken your benefit, which will then open up the spousal benefit for your wife to elect. None of the benefits that she elects today, tomorrow, or when she reaches her full retirement age will have an impact on the survivor benefit, which is the benefit that if you predecease her, she'll be eligible for. She'll be eligible to take the larger of your benefit or whatever benefit she elected during your life, meaning the spousal benefit or her own benefit. So she'll still have access to taking the larger benefit regardless of what her election is. Hopefully that was clear. But, you know, this is this is such a big thing. You know, the, and again, for our texter, you know, the keys that you certainly should be taking out of this are, number one, she cannot elect the spousal benefit until you are electing your benefit. Right. That, 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 that's just, that's the one big deal. And then number two, again, I don't understand why they call it, but it's called deeming. Because she was born after 1954, whatever benefits she selects, she's going to be stuck with for life. Until you pass away, potentially. Exactly, exactly. where she could then be eligible for the survivor benefit. So putting off uh, her taking her benefit may make financial sense for you. But again, the spousal benefit will not be eligible until you elect your benefit. Right. And our next texter writes, speaking of what you don't know, I realized after talking to a friend that he and his wife didn't know they might be eligible for a transportation benefit to and from the doctors if they needed it, not to mention their pharmacy over-the-counter benefits. See, this is a perfect example of why you want to sit down with someone like Frank who will walk you through all the little nuances of your benefit package, exactly what you're entitled to, uh, when you're entitled to it, and how to get it. And, you know, there's probably plenty of things that people wouldn't realize that are in there that actually are in there for you to take advantage of. And I I really appreciate this texture uh, chiming in here because the transportation benefit is not something that we have mentioned, I don't believe, at all. I don't recall hearing it. So the transportation benefit is most... HMO-style plans offer a transportation benefit, which means they will give you, Aetna, I know, for example, gives you 24 one-way trips to an in-network physician. That's why the HMO-style plans have this benefit, and most of the PPO-style plans do not, because people probably would try to get clever and charge airplane tickets to the Mayo Clinic or something like that. That'll be next year, next year's benefit package. (laughs) Exactly. So uh, the HMO style plans will offer, and they call it 24 one-way trips. The reason being is because you might be able to get to the physician on your own, or someone might be able to drop you off or pick you up, but you can't get the other direction. So you need a one-way trip either to your house or from, or to the pharmacy or back, and they will cover... It's not. It's a taxi service. You call a specific number, which you can find on the back of your card, and they'll pick you up, take you to the doctor, take you to an in-network pharmacy if you need it, and they will also pick you up again, and you have access to 24 trips without charge. This is not the ambulatory or the medevac benefit. Those are completely separate. If you have a medical emergency, please, please Please do not call the transportation service. Please call an emergency service. Funny, and is this, a re, is this a reimbursement benefit where you, you're paying the cab and 
what happens is, is that the, you then get reimbursed for that cab ride? No, actually, this is a service where you don't pay anything because the insurance company has already set up arrangements with the, I'll call it a courier. They're couriering you around. Uh, they've already set up arrangements with the service, so you don't actually pay out of pocket. At least at, at, with the Aetna policy, you do not. And that was 24 one-way trips or like 12 round trips? That's exactly right. So if you need a ride and you don't want to ask or nobody's available, you don't have to rearrange your doctor's visit. As long as it's in network, um, you can get a ride. Well, that's certainly a nice feature, and I'm sure uh, it's one that people will certainly take advantage of. Absolutely. There are also some other interesting benefits. For example, if you've been in the hospital, some of the insurance companies will provide meals that they'll mail to you. Um, Meals on wheels? It's not meals on (laughs) wheels. No, I mean similar it's, to... It's the medical meals on wheels, kind of, yes. Because, you know, if we get home... What what many of the insurance companies have found, a lot of these benefits, they're not benevolent. They're in an attempt to keep you healthier, right? So if you... Maybe you're single, you go home from being in the hospital, it might be a little bit difficult for you to get around to prepare food for yourself, but nourishment is going to be key in your continued recovery. So... Being able to provide you those meals is a much lower cost to the insurance company than you being readmitted to the hospital. So uh, there are some extra benefits there. And just like you said, Rob, this is a if you renewed your policy and didn't um, review the benefits or you've been on the policy for quite some time or you picked a new policy and you don't feel like you heard every single potential benefit and you don't want to read that booklet, it's a great time to go back and chat with the individual that you worked with. It was If it was Frank, he'd be happy to chat with you about all of the different benefit options that are available to you that you might want to be able to take advantage of. And these benefit options are certainly an evolving story because every yes. year they're adding to it. So, you know, it uh, it never hurts to sit down with a professional and just put eyes on your plan so you can know what to expect and how to take advantage of it. Absolutely. Very good. Do we have any other texts that we're uh, that we're waiting for? We have one. We have, one. we have one more text. Yes. Fabulous. And the texter writes: My sister signed up with Frank last year during the current enrollment. During that period, she switched from an Aetna plan where she was taking a drug that cost one hundred and fifty dollars a month. A month. The switch was to United Healthcare, where she the same drug was fifty dollars a month. In November and December this past year, when she went to the pharmacy, they charged her 154 November and December, whereas the previous months were at 50. Can you explain why? Without knowing the prescription and the rest of the the pharmaceutical needs that um, your sister had, most likely she hit the donut hole in um, the last month or two of the year, which means when she starts over again, January, it probably went back down to $50 a month. And you can anticipate that she may not hit the donut hole this year, or if she does, the great news is they are officially capping the expenses that uh, Medicare enrollees have on the prescription drug side of things. It's $8,500 this year. I know that sounds high, but there was never a max before. And next year is where the magic happens because they are decreasing your maximum pharmaceutical benefit to $3,000. So once you hit $3,000 of expense, you will stop paying for your prescription drug charges. Now, those are still two separate maximum out-of-pockets if you're on a Medicare Advantage plan. You have the medical max, and then you have the prescription drug maximum. But 
there's never been a maximum on the prescription side before. So this is new over the this year and next, which will be fabulous. Hopefully they won't make any additional adjustments to it, like taking that benefit away. And our next texter writes, Aaron, does Aetna's transportation benefit include wheelchair-bound insured? I did not see... I have not read any limitations on the transportation benefit, but I, if texture, you would send us an email either through the website, JBL Financial, hitting that contact us button, or send myself, Aaron, at JBL Financial, or Frank, Franklin, at JBLFinancial.com. He will specifically take a look and let you know if there is a limitation on the transportation benefit or if there are any other requirements, like you might have to call a little bit more in advance. Well, they might have to spend a, send a special vehicle. Right, so that's why you might need to call yep. more in advance. Absolutely. You know, honey, um, all, the, the one question that keeps going through my mind is, will they cover transportation for your grandmas to the boat that never docks? <laughs> That is not an in-network insured uh, – that's not an in-network provider, Dad. So unless the dock is next to a doctor's office, the answer is no. Well, as, Rob said, may, as Rob said, maybe they'll look at enhancing that benefit next year. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to see them off. Oh, hold on one second. Could you please clarify the difference between the survivor benefit and the spousal benefit? Will the widow or widower receive 100% of the deceased benefit if it is greater? Here's the way that I think about it. Survivor benefit is when someone dies, and that benefit is never impacted by the individual that will receive it. So, for example, husband and wife, if the wife elects her benefit, either her own personal benefit or the spousal benefit, When her husband passes away, she is still eligible for 100% of what the deceased husband was receiving, if it's larger than either of her benefits, which it sounds like it would be. The spousal benefit is always 50% of the individual that you are electing on's benefit reduced by 8%. So 50% reduced by additional 8% for every year that the individual who is electing, so in this example it would be the wife, by their age. So it starts out as the highest that you can receive on the spousal benefit is 50%. If you are one year under normal retirement age, it will be 42% of the individual that you are electing upon. Spousal benefit is while both people are alive. Survivor benefit is after one person has passed away. And we have one more comment following up on our transportation segment. Uh, Good luck trying to find a transporter for a wheelchair person, especially with a lift. Around here, anyway. (laughs) Dad, somebody really enjoyed the boat that never docks. I might consider that. So others feel the same and would like to offload their sweet in-laws onto the boat that never docks i wish cruises weren't such a petri dish don't we all (laughs) don't we i remember during the uh pandemic they said uh, i remember one commentator said well how many of these plague ships are there (laughs) that was great so true well uh, i was thinking of this as an act of mercy not a uh or nothing else you know i've honestly heard that there are people that do this because if you think about it you get to cruise around to usually warm locations 
Laundry you, gets done for you. Laundry gets done. Cooking. Housekeeping. Cooking. You don't have to cook anything. Entertainment. Built-in medical activities. Care. Medical care is also available. However, I did injure myself whilst on a cruise once, and I will say that the medical care is not all that it's cracked up to be. How expensive? That sounds like it would be very uh, taxing on your wallet, the, the cruise that never ends. I mean, yeah, you go to different places, you dock for a couple of days, you know, walk around, whatever, but that, that seems like well, that would if- get... It could get expensive, but if you are part of a reward system, you're already – if you don't have a home, you're not paying a mortgage or property taxes or anything like that anymore. And if you're getting cruises at 50% off or special discounts because you are a frequent cruiser because you're going year-round, you could really make the math work potentially. I'll have to talk to my advisor. Well, well, I guess so, and it it just depends on how much it's worth to you. That's another great point. How Neither. much is it worth to you? There. Exactly. Um, babe, it looks like it might be time for us to uh, take our second break of the hour here, because I know we've got a nice segment that's already set up uh, to close out the hour, assuming that the text line slows down, which we don't want it to, or your phone calls at 314-931-5877 or 84126 from the KTRS text line. So don't touch that When you go shopping, you may not get the bargain you want, but at least you know and can compare prices. It should be that way with health care, but too often it's not. Need an operation on your knee? Want to know what it's going to cost? Good luck. For three years, hospitals have been required to provide patients with list prices and have negotiated charges for some 300 services. Only 36%, just over a third, are fully compliant. In Missouri, prices differ greatly depending on a patient's insurance. The cost of a pelvic CT scan, for example, can be 20 times more expensive in one hospital than another. Price transparency allows patients to compare providers, forces hospitals to compete on price, and helps insurers negotiate lower rates. State law should require all health care providers to publish prices in a user-friendly form. What we don't know is costing us. The price of health care shouldn't be a secret. Check out our 2024 blueprint, Moving Missouri Forward at showmeinstitute.org. The Show Me Minute has been brought to you by Show Me Institute and Show Me Opportunity. This is Aaron Lapidus, the retirement coach. Wouldn't it be great to have a game plan, a real strategy, so that no matter what was going on in the stock market, the economy, or the world, you could be confident about your retirement? Wouldn't that be great? If you're within five years of retirement, call me today at 314 314- Eight six three zero 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 eight. That's three one four eight six three zero 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 eight. Or send me an email at Aaron at jblfinancial.com to arrange your free coaching session. Let's get started on your retirement game plan today. Let's talk about smart choices for your money. It's Great Talk on Retirement on the Big 550 KTRS. Here are your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapidus. Well, welcome back to our last segment of Straight Talk on Retirement here on the Big 550 KTRS. Um, what I was hoping to do during this segment was to talk a little bit about a coaching session that um, Aaron and I had, and Rob, about a year ago, you know, many of the folks that come to visit with us, some of them are within 30 days, some within 60, some within six months, etc. But uh, Jim and Sandy came to visit with us. They were both 63 at the time, and they plan to retire um, this April. So we saw them about a year ago. Um, they've got two children, 
and their children have two children and they've got a new granddaughter that is going to be due in May. Um, one of their children lives here in St. Louis and the other one just moved to Charleston, South Carolina, one of my other very favorite spots, um, just a beautiful area. Um, again, we did meet with them a year ago during their first coaching session. And the other day, um, I did receive an email from Jim. And he said, Sandy and I want to thank you and Aaron for visiting with us last year. We were much more comfortable about the future after our coaching session. Here's an update on our progress so far on our homework. And we, love, and we find that in many cases, um, we're giving folks homework, certain goals, certain things that we'd like to see them do, a checklist, if you would, to get prepared for retirement. And this is what Jim writes. Um, we made several changes in our retirement funds at work to synergize our investments outside with the investments outside of our plans, um, as Aaron had suggested. Um, we've been adding $300 per month to our vault, and it's now close to our target number of 30000 And after contacting our bank, we found a higher-yielding money market account to keep our vault money. And it's electronically linked to our checking account for easy access. We're both very excited, but a little nervous about taking the next steps. We think it's time for another coaching session to finalize things. How cool is that, though? I love to see that when we meet with um, potential clients or, you know, soon-to-be clients, soon-to-retire individuals. And a lot of times, Dad, you said, you know, we give them homework. But in some cases, we have some homework to do. So, for example, um, giving a little education on 401K options was my initial homework uh, to help them get rolling on theirs. And then to see that not only did they put those uh, goals in place, but they've really achieved much of what we talked about a year ago is really great to see. Putting those uh, cornerstones putting them cornerstones in right. That's right. You know, it is also is it unusual for many of our folks that what we're doing is um, devising a plan for them to reduce or eliminate um, their indebtedness, uh, financial obligations they may have, because in some cases we know that by paying off obligations, what we're able to do is to free up more of their cash flow and capital and sometimes it's, it's, it's required to make their game plan work. In this particular case, it wasn't. So, you know, a year ago, we started building that bridge for them to cross. Or as Rob was saying, you know, I've, I've used also the expression, putting in the stones to build the yellow brick road. And so it does make sense for us to revisit your game plan and test your progress and determine if your goals have changed. Here are some of the questions that, we would be asking them at our next coaching session. The first one being, are you emotionally, both of you, committed to retiring in April? In some cases, you know, we see individuals because they are at an inflection point. Either they know they want to retire, they're being forced to retire for some reason, or they are fed up in that moment and they want to know, can I, can I do this now? Um, sometimes... Those decisions change or those feelings change. 
especially after an entire year has gone by, maybe whatever pressure that they were feeling has been alleviated, and they say, hey, I like the paycheck more than leaving it, so I'd like to stay. Or maybe their their uh, employer caught wind of their of their activities vis-a-vis retirement and like, hey, we'd love to have you stick around for X amount of time or, or so. So it's always neat to check back and say, well, you know, I was planning on doing this all in April, but you know, he just made me an offer I couldn't refuse. I mean, how many times have we heard that? That's absolutely right. So if they are, no, if either of them or both of them are no longer committed to retiring in April, what's changed and how long are we going to put that decision off for? What's the new timeline? Another great question we love to ask is, have your fixed and or lifestyle expenses changed? Do we have any new obligations or capital expenditure goals added? Uh, is there going to be a remodel? Is this the forever car we're buying? Is someone getting married? Is someone getting divorced? Um, there could be a multitude of different things that come up between the time we sit down and the time we actually put rubber to the road that you know have to be game planned for. And Jim and Sally didn't. Uh, Jim and Sandy, I apologize. Um, Jim and Sandy did not have a goal of paying off a specific debt. But in many cases, like my dad mentioned, one of the pieces of homework might be us working on liquidating debt to get to retirement. So have we done that? And how much has that actually impacted your monthly spending? Yeah, that's a big deal. Another thing that that we want to discuss with them is, has either of you had a significant change in your health? This obviously can impact your, not only your decision uh, about when to retire, but also maybe your lifestyle goals are changing uh, to the good, maybe not to the, to the not so good. Again, very important things. And, and maybe the most important one, and I guess I, I tend to be kind of a little bit more in tune with this um, because clients like to call me and say, hey, first grandchild, second grand, whatever it would be on the way. When you leaving. <laughs> That's right. Very good. You know, as the kids are now in two cities, how do you see spending your time? And which of these cities is going to be your home base? Tough decisions to make. And obviously, um, I've just found that there is a natural migration of folks to being around and wanting to be part of that. Um, in many cases, the life of that new grandchild or grandchildren, or maybe they're in a situation where, hey, we can move. And you're right. My first question, Rob, you're right. My first question always is, when are you leaving? Especially if they're out of town. Because we and know nine times out of ten, that's what's going to happen. Yeah, we do. And, and it, it's interesting because with some folks, they've already made the decision. With other folks, it's like, no, 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 <laughs> until we get about six to eight months in and We've been there too, and they're telling us a story about I've been there two or three times, etc. It's like fine. So, is this going to be permanent, or do we really need to create a game plan for cash flow so that you can go visit as often as you want, stay as long as you want, etc.? Um, all real important questions, um, and that's why obviously getting up to date with them is so important. So, let's talk a little bit about their numbers. Their current after-tax spending is $6,200 a month. But we know we're go- they're going to have some increased travel, so we've budgeted $500 extra for that. That brings their new after-tax spending 
to 6700 And I know many people were thinking, because when I looked at that number, I was like, where are they going for only 500 bucks a month? But they're not going to be traveling necessarily every single month to see the kids and the grandkids. So budgeting $6,000 a year um, for additional travel, they felt comfortable with. Right. And, and obviously this travel is also going to take the place of some other travel. Right. So again, this was just kind of an additional expense. So and thank National- God they picked Charleston. <clears throat> exactly, which is a great, which is a great place to visit. And so, we know that we need to increase that after-tax spending to make it pre-tax by twenty percent, which is approximately thirteen hundred. So their total pre-tax need is about eight thousand dollars a month. Take it from here, Rob. Well, we know when we turn on the Social Security faucet, and when they're both at normal retirement age. That will be fifty four hundred between the both of them, minus the minus the fifty four hundred off the eight thousand, and that leaves us with a deficit of twenty six hundred dollars a month, or thirty one thousand two hundred for the year. So, um, if we had a lump sum of capital and we said we want to only pull four percent, which would give us the best opportunity to live off of the interest and the earnings of that capital, not eat away at the principal, we know we'll need about eight hundred thousand dollars in capital in order to meet that income need. And we also know that additionally, because they weren't going to be electing their Social Security benefits until their normal retirement age, which is approximately three years we're going to have to fund $100,000 per year to make that income replacement. So again, the total capital they would need is 800000 for the milk money and 300000 um, for that pre-Social uh, Security election period, having their total capital need of approximately $1.1 million. But we had some good news, right, babe? That's right. So we got updates on Jim and Sandy's 401k and 403b accounts. Jim had accumulated $910,000 in his 401k. Not only did his contributions over the last year obviously help, but the market appreciation really amped up his 401k savings. And Sandy was sitting at about $240,000 in her 403b. And not to be outdone, they also have $45,000 in their Roth IRAs. And they have about $85,000 in other savings. And we never <laughs> absolutely, I shouldn't, I stole your thunder there. We never include the savings in their a total account values in terms of do we have enough to make their retirement work because we always want that savings to be set to the side. But even less the 85000 they are above that $1.1 million goal. So it's rock and roll time. We call them rock stars. So that, that really was kind of a fun um, discussion with us to have, staying in touch, staying in tune, dealing with how things are changing um, is kind of fun. And certainly um, we're really looking forward to the decision. And I think that it will probably happen in the next 12 months about whether um, they decide to make a permanent move out of town or whether we're really looking at, and we've done this for some clients, um, we've actually rented an apartment for them for a year. So they would have a place to go. They could store their underwear if they want and then freely go back and forth um, to a particular place that they can kind of call home. And the other Um, really important thing about, Dad, that you mentioned renting that apartment is uh, we find that 
you know, you need time to get used to the new location. Maybe you want to be close to the kids and the grandkids, but you don't want to live on the same street. <laughs> You're going to have your own habits that you develop, your own places that you like to go. So giving yourself the opportunity to have a fixed location, but it's not you haven't permanently tied yourself to it for more than the lease term, which is usually a year, still gives you flexibility to say, maybe I don't want the house right here. I want it on the other side of town, and you don't have to feel like you are swapping homes and um, putting yourself in you know some financial difficulties uh, simply to move where you want to be. You know, even in a market that we have today, I mean, it's so important, and we really we are just a lot of clients that are thinking about making a move. Is maybe they consider renting first, as an example, because. Where, if you're going to the gym, where is the gym that you want to go to? What are the safer neighborhoods? Where are the restaurants that you want to go to? Where are your physicians going to be located, obviously? And then it's proximity to other things. Don't have to make a snap decision. I think it's a little different when you're visiting the kids, as an example, in this case. You've done it for many years. Well, it's great, but you tend to go to the same places. Um, you don't really get a, a true feel for what you what's would it going do to on be your like. own. Exactly. And and you who you want to do it with, right? That's exactly right. And I think that, you know, it gives you the opportunity to create your own life where you've moved, but still being much closer to the people that you want to be near. So giving yourself the flexibility to do that is we found has suited quite a few of our clients very well over the years. So look before you leap. I mean if you rent for a little while you can get the a good lay of the land, so to speak, and you know, you Believe me, they're not. Uh, it's not like they're going to run out of houses to sell you. I mean, you can always uh, you can always buy one when you decide. Uh, you know, where if this is where you want to be for the long term or even the intermediate term, and you know you don't want to put the cart before the horse. You certainly don't want to put the cart before the horse. But what you do want to do is give us a call if you're thinking about retirement three one four eight six three zero 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 eight or send us an email, Aaron. Jeff or Robert at jblfinancial.com. We will see you next week. The opinions voiced in this show are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advice offered through Private Advisor Group, a registered investment advisor. Private Advisor Group and JBS Services, Inc. are separate entities from LPL Financial. Be listening next week at 9 for more straight talk on retirement with your retirement coaches, Jeff and Aaron Lapita.